Blog Talk Radio. For those of you that think that gospel music has gone too far, you think we've gotten too radical with our message. Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go ready. All right, peace, y'all. Um, I'm going to do a quick sound check, make sure I can be heard. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to assume that I can. Peace. Welcome back, y'all, to another exciting, powerful, inspirational um, episode of Your Week Ahead with Mama Dada Astrology. I'm coming at y'all at a special time today, special broadcast time. Um, it's been a lot going on at Mama Dada Astrology. <laughs> All good things, um, just busy, um, cranking out these reports for you guys. Um, let's see. All right. Um, busy cranking out these reports for you guys. I got a, 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 I love, as I keep going with um, practicing astrology and providing information for people that I I love a challenge, and so I have come across recently a client who could not confirm their birth time, and I knew that I could still give them a significant amount of information without it, but I found out just how significant the information I can still provide is, so I am still learning all the time, y'all. Um, I don't tout myself or uh, try to come off as being an expert in in any other thing other than being passionate about healing through the modality uh, of and tool that is astrology that I have found astrology to be, and just showing people, um, you know, that there's not only is there hope, um, but you know, there's power in knowing who you are. You can more masterfully navigate your way through your destiny when you know as opposed to not knowing. So that's why we're here. Um, Honor, respect, revere, reverence to our divine ancestors without fail who are the reason why we can um, come back to you live this week ahead. And to our fearless, wonderful leader, Brother Ampu, who um, has got so much amazing things going on here at MyAstrologyCoach.com through the powerful, masterful network of spiritualists um, like Keisha and Tanika, Minister Jew, who are just, you know, light years ahead of the game. So I feel truly, truly happy to be amongst such great company. And with that, we're going to get started with the show, you guys. Um, If you're... If you want to call in, it's 818-369-0368. I know I threw some people off with the time, so the normal people that I see calling in, um, uh, just, you know, if you're listening to it in the archives, I apologize. I try to keep it the same time, but sometimes um, we get spe- we get the opportunity for special broadcasts. And um, 
for those of you who are online, please um, check out the episode information. Um, There's a link there that will take you right back to the previous week's episode, okay? All right. Uh, This week, we, (laughs) we started the week out with a bang, to say the least. Please listen to last week's episode, and you'll hear all about the Venus-Jupiter conjunction, the Mars-Uranus opposition, um, the Taurus full moon, (laughs) the money moon, the powerful, sensuous, uh, earthy, all things Taurus related to this new moon, really exposing things and shining a light on things, illuminating a lot for us so we can uh, maneuver even better. Um, And then daylight savings time, which is not observed everywhere, uh, but in most of the U.S. and some of Canada, it is going to be observed as ending, and the time should be falling back on Sunday the 1st, okay? So at at, at around 2 a.m., or at 2 a.m. on Sunday, you can set the clock back to 1, okay? And, um, I mean, you know, definitely for anyone who wants to call in with some observations, this past week or this week that we're living in, that we were a week ahead in last week, has just been one for the record books and really one to write home to mom about. I mean, and we're still not done. We've still got this Friday coming up, um, Sun Trining Neptune, and I gave out some um, horoscopes for that transit on last week for quite a few of you. So Deacon 1 in Taurus, Cancer, Virgo, Scorpio, Capricorn, and Pisces, you've got horoscopes on last week's episode regarding this beautiful trine from the Sun to Glorious Neptune here at 4.06 p.m. Central Standard Time on Friday, okay? And other than that, I mean, some personal anecdotes about Venus-Jupiter. I can say this, it was so palpable and powerful for me personally just knowing the, the, I say rare, when stuff happens once a year like a birthday or something, to me that's rare and it's special. That's why when your birthday finally rolls around, you tend to want to go all out. And so that's exactly what I did this last Venus-Jupiter alignment of 2015. I went all in, and um, I'll never forget it. You know, I'm, I, I got some pictures of it, you know, with the cell phone. The pixelation is not that great, but you see those, you know, bright lights on that film, on that camera footage and I know what that is. And so it's cool to be able to look up in the sky early in the rising and and have a and know what you're looking at. Um with the full moon, full moons just aren't full moons to me anymore. I I'm so mesmerized by them. I look at them like I look at nail charts. I just get mesmerized by um the sight of the full moon any moon almost, but the full moon definitely, and it's still pretty full, y'all, so get out there, soak it up, you know, make your wishes known, (laughs) and then do something about it. 
Um, full moon was has definitely been wonderful. I I'm digging full moon in the earth sign just because I had a feeling even before it came up that it was gonna be one that's why I titled the last show, Can You Feel It? Can you feel it coming? You know, because of its um relationship to Venus and our senses and sensuality and and for good food, you know, quality food and quality friends and and relationships. So I hope that everyone enjoyed this Taurus full moon. Uh, The moon is now waning, of course. It it looks like it's getting smaller. It appears to be getting smaller um, now leading up until the new moon we've got coming up in. It would be Scorpio. Um. So, yeah, this is definitely a time for anything you want to decrease, just like the moon is decreasing. When you work with the moon, you do, you you flow with it. So the moon is waning now. We should be, you know, waning certain things and efforts in our lives as well, letting go of releasing certain things during this time. And the moon, since it's waning also, it's work we're working in concert with it is working in concert with us. So it's amplified, okay? Go with the flow of nature and you'll be all right. <laughs> um I guess I'll go ahead and jump into this week's I mean uh, Mercury Uranus opposition. I have a Mercury Uranus context in my natal chart, so I'm a bit familiar with this energy and of course it along with the um, Venus-Jupiter alignment was just, it was just about enough to make your freaking head explode. (laughs) So with that, let's jump off into this here week ahead. We are covering this week Sunday, November 1st through Saturday, November the 7th. We start the week off next week coming up with the moon in Cancer. Um, this is like the first week in a while we haven't started the week off with a void moon. So, yay, we start the week off with the moon in Cancer. The moon doesn't go void till um, Sunday, November 1st evening at 9.35 p.m. Central Standard Time, and it is going to be void for 12 hours. That's a good amount of time while while you're sleeping, but it does not officially enter Leo until the 2nd which is Monday at 9.48 a.m. Central Standard Time, okay? So I talked a little bit last week about um, the week ending with the moon in Cancer. We're going to start this week off just recapping about what to expect when the moon is in Cancer. Um, Restlessness kind of characterizes the Gemini moon because, it's you know, Gemini rules small children and, you know, short distance travel and it's kind of active, okay? Um, the Cancer moon that we're starting next week out with is more of a calm, kind of peaceful, quiet moon. Can't, the moon is at home in Cancer. That's one that it's its home sign. Uh, it rules Cancer. And so um, there's there's healing potential within the Cancer moon. It's kind of insular. Um, when you look at the house that Cancer rules, the fourth house is at the very bottom of the circular um, wheel chart, and so it represents that area that's private, most private, 
the area where we're most comfortable, where our feelings run extremely deep or the deepest. Um, well, I say they run deep because when you introduce Scorpio, that's a level of depth as well. But in Cancer, it's an ideal time to get in touch with what motivates us. You know, I say whenever I'm talking about when the moon is in these signs, you know, we're motivated by this when the moon is in this. And, you know, we feel most emotionally satisfied um, with these types of activities when the moon is in this particular sign. When the moon is in cancer, it's the ideal time to get in touch with, instead of the moon telling you, you know what I mean, you're quiet enough and calm enough, peaceful enough, private enough, comfortable enough that you can receive um, the messages about what you should be doing while the moon is in cancer. Ideally, activities that are favored while the moon is in cancer is any activities that involve um, awareness of our personal needs. That's what I meant by that is, is becoming aware of what we need personally. With with no distractions, really no one around. Um, also, favorite any domestic activities. Cancer rules the home, family, the house, the residence. Any activities around the domestic scene favorable. Home decoration and families uh, get-togethers are going to be favored as well. Okay. So that's how we start the week off. All Sunday, you're good for it's. It'll be perfect family family time and family day on Sunday coming up this week. Enjoy. Then, like I said, that evening, Sunday night, 9.35 p.m. Central Standard Time, bam, moon goes void for um, just pretty much overnight while we're sleeping. But if you still happen to be up at, after 9.35 p.m. Central Standard Time and you're up before 9.48 a.m. Central Standard Time on that Monday, then please take heed and note of Mama Dada Astrology, Void, of course, or Void Moon. Uh, I say suggestions, okay? I I do suggest that you finish up anything you already started before the moon went void. I do suggest, you know, any editing, refining, taking stock of anything, making any to-do lists, um, uh, finding any objects that may have been lost, getting rest and get, getting uh, more peaceful and restful sleep. It'll be easier to get peaceful and restful sleep during this time, getting rid of any excessive things, getting rid of any excess, and any socializing that you're doing with people you already know. Yes, that is okay. <clears throat> what should be avoided during a void moon is beginning anything new, any launching of anything new, starting of anything new, probably not. <laughs> no, likely nothing will come of it. Most astrologers will say anything began, begun or started in a void moon, likely nothing will come of it. So if you want nothing to come of it, or if it's something that you're not initiating or starting up, sure. But if not, important purchases, large purchases, Anything you buy now, it, you probably may not even use it or it just may not turn out to be at how you wanted it or expected it. Job interviews, don't have to worry about that on Sunday, hopefully more than likely. Presentation of any new ideas, um, meeting up with people you want to start something long-term with but you haven't really hung out with them a lot before. Eh, not late Sunday night, early Monday rising, okay? That's easy. 
Then, 9.48 a.m. Central Standard Time, moon enters Leo. We're going from this cancer moon, comfort moon, private moon, into the on stage moon, the Leo moon, the inner child moon, the warm, generous, wholeheartedly loving moon, okay? Um, we We have a sense that we're on stage when the moon is in Leo. Our feelings are big, like a lion. They're grand. And we can appreciate a little drama. Um, anything that's impersonal, we don't, we're not going to really like it, okay? It's a real personal kind of moon. We're, we're going to be seeking attention. We want to stand out. Um, it's a good moon for anything romantic or creative, okay? Other activities that the Leo moon is going to favor, generally speaking, the creative activities, the ones involving children, the ones that involve, that require a generous undertaking. One moment, y'all. I'm being interrupted. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Okay, y'all, I'm back. And so um, I completely apologize for that. <clears throat> but, uh, yes, undertakings where you want personal recognition, those are going to be favored as well. And anything that you that involves risk-taking is going to be favored under the Leo moon also. Okay, y'all? So then that's getting us cracking on Monday rising. Monday afternoon, we have Mercury entering new territory. Mercury is going to be entering Scorpio where the sun already is. A couple of episodes ago, I told you about that. And so that's going to be going on as of 1.06 p.m. Central Standard Time. And so... Let me tell you a little bit about it so you'll be able to recognize the energy when it gets here. Um, November 2nd, you're going to begin, since the sun has already been there, you're going to begin to appreciate the power of the sun in Scorpio if you haven't been already. I told you all when we were talking about the sun entering, entering Scorpio, I like that. Um <laughs> I like the going deep. I didn't initially think that I would, but um, I've got a couple of uh, personal markers and planets in Scorpio, so it's not a foreign energy to me. And uh, um, a couple of my family members are have their son there. But with the son already in Scorpio, we've been creating change, um, good fortune, transformation, good luck. And with Mercury now coming there as of Monday afternoon, the mental is going to be, that mental element being added, that communication element in Scorpio being added is going to be creating a lot of stability and truthful happiness into our lives, okay, because we're going deep. Because we're diving deep, because we're facing our shadows, because we're, you know, not afraid of the dark side, then stability and truthful happiness is going to come from that, okay? Um, Mercury in Scorpio is going to create 
like I say, true happiness defined by exactly what makes you happy. Nothing superficial is going to work for us during Mercury and Scorpio starting November 2nd here in our week ahead all the way through November 20th, okay? This is going to be critical time to monitor, not monitor, but dive, like I say, dive deep in um, communication-wise, thinking-wise. Scorpio uh, represents research. So you don't think you're, we're going to get to the bottom of some things while Mercury is in Scorpio within ourselves and within our communication and dealing with in relationships with others? Mercury in Scorpio is going to show us clearly that the show-offs, the extroverts, not all extroverts, what I'm saying is that energy to show off while Mercury is in Scorpio is more than likely going to expose liars. Meanwhile, the deep, meaningful introvertiveness of others um, is going to expose the unbelievable strength and and the power because we're going to feel and sense warmth, truth, and sincerity on deep levels. When you go deep enough, you think you're going to be able to, you know, keep maintain a lie? Probably not. And Mercury and Scorpio is going to ensure that. It's going to be making itself known to us in many ways in our lives, especially as it Get, uh, ends up conju- it's going to end up conjuncting or meeting up with the sun that's already in Scorpio when Mercury comes through on the 2nd. By the 17th, it's going to be right on top of the sun, conjuncted, okay? And that's going to bring clarity. The sun conjunct Mercury is going to bring clarity and definition, okay? It, it may initiate or precipitate a specific fruited Scorpio secret in, in our lives, Okay? We're going to get the divine opportunity to correct any mistakes we've made. We can do it simply by apologizing to anybody we need to apologize to, and likewise, they're going to be prompted, whether they follow that or not, they're likely going to be prompted to apologize to us as well. So, y'all, be on the lookout for that. You're not going to miss Mercury and Scorpio just like you ain't missed Sun and Scorpio, we talked about it pretty at length a couple of episodes ago. If you look up the ones for Sun and Scorpio, got horoscopes on there too, of course. But, um, I mean, Scorpio, we, we dug in. We dug in on Scorpio being related to Pluto, being related to the eighth house, being related to death and transformation, uh, being related to, um, I'm sorry, death and rebirth and uh, utter transformation to where you don't recognize it as the previous thing thing that it was. And I don't care if it's Mercury and Scorpio and Sun and Scorpio actually going to conjunct November the 17th. I don't care if this is hitting up, you know, your, your house of creativity. I don't care if it's hitting up in children. I don't care if it's hitting up your relationship sector of your chart. I don't care if it's hitting up your career sector in your chart. This is not going to go by you unnoticed. Probably with the sun already being in Scorpio right now, you are, I guarantee you're noticing some of these. Uh, Scorpio, it, it has a very strong sexual component to it, whether you're talking about physical sex or not, the, the, the psychology of sex, 
you know, um, psychology in in general is ruled by Scorpio. And so this is not a light energy. It's very intense. And so I'm going to get a little bit more specific here with you guys, and maybe that will help, help you to uh, recognize the energy even better next week as it's coming because, once again, as these energies approach, as these transits, as we approach the transit being exact on a particular day at a particular time, the energy is increasing. It's growing just like a waxing moon, waxing full to where you can see it. By the time it's exact on the day and the time of the transit, it'll be full by then and you can see it, but I guarantee it was building up. And making itself known and seen well before then, okay? So we're going to take it from the top. Aries, uh, Mercury uh, entering your sign on November the 2nd means that you can have a more serious attitude and outlook. Scorpio is not superficial, like I said. So this, we'll see what area of your chart this is exactly impacting. But you can take things way more seriously and you think long and hard about situations, dear Aries, while the while Mercury is going to be in Scorpio. You can research and investigate thoroughly whatever interests you and try to get to the heart of the matter. You have little patience for small talk and superficial people, and when you speak, you can have a commanding presence. It's a good time to make a transformation mentally with the way you communicate, express yourself, point across. That sounds like third house Aries. I'll, I'll confirm that here in a second. But sounds like this Mercury and Scorpio is going to be going through your natal third house. If you want more info on that, get at me, Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at myastrologycoach.com or my, uh, I apologize, Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook and Instagram and Mama Dada Astro on Twitter, Okay. I can help. Taurus, for you, Mercury entering Scorpio, the sign, the very sign opposite yours, Taurus, you can do your best thinking when you have a partner and prefer having someone around to bounce ideas off of. They can point out what you're missing and you're willing to listen. You can make compromises and meet people in the middle and you want to keep the peace. You need a certain amount of harmony and balance so your mind can work properly. Otherwise, you can become indecisive and unsure of yourself, okay? Um, actually, for Aries, that was going through your eighth house. That's why it's dealing with it, it, Aries, it being a good time for research, investigate, investigating things um, thoroughly, and probably the communication aspect, transformation mentally, and the way you communicate um, just because the eighth house does deal with another person. So that's more than likely going to play a part for you. All right, Gemini, your ruler. <laughs> and these are for rising signs as well. If, if Gemini is your rising sign, Mercury is not only your ruler, uh, but it, it rules your entire chart, Okay. Um, Gemini, your ruler Mercury does enter water sign Scorpio on November 2nd, next Monday. You can do your best thinking. You're focused on the details, the little things. We're talking sixth house Virgo stuff here, okay? Detail-orientedness, nitpicky. 
working on your tasks and chores and smaller work projects, and you cut out the other stuff that gets in the way. You can be more discriminating with the things you focus on, dear Gemini, and you can find the right solutions to problems when you do. Your mind can be more active, though, so you need to keep it busy to avoid an erratic mind that leads to stress. Okay, Gemini, we got Mercury, your very ruler. Going into a house that is Mercury-ruled, and you are a Mercury-ruled sign. That's a whole lot of mental energy going on. Please put it to work. That's why it's in your sixth house, Gemini. Put it to work. Make it work for you, and you will be truly satisfied, okay? That's sixth house. Get at me if you need more info. Cancer. For you, Mercury is entering your fellow water sign, okay, Scorpio. And so you can have great mental energy for creative projects and ventures. You can focus on them and do good work. If it's not creative or fun, you may have a hard time focusing on it, Cancer, okay? You don't have much patience for work and want to have the mental freedom to focus on whatever you want. Give your mind creative outlets to keep it happy and try not to focus too much on the serious that it has little um, patience for right now, okay? We're talking about the planet that rules the mind, the planet that rules mental processes, the planet that rules communication, the planet that rules travel. It is entering Scorpio next week. That's a huge deal, y'all. Leo. Mercury is entering Scorpio for you, and you're going to be able to focus more on the past now, okay? Um, It's entering your fourth house, conjuring up old memories, reminiscing about the good old days. You can remember the way you felt about situations much better than you actually remember the facts of the situation. And your memory can be very good right now for things that have an emotional impact on you, the fourth house. You can be a little subjective with your opinion now, so try to be careful about that. This is a good time for an important conversation with a family member or about your family. You can also make short-term plans for improving your living situation. Okay, Leo? Virgo, Mercury rules your sign too, Virgo, so listen, uh, pay close attention. Virgo rising or people that have Virgo on the ascendant when you're born, Pay attention. Your very ruler, Mercury, entering Scorpio next week means that your mind becomes, just like with Gemini, even more active. And you have more to say and share, more than you want to, more that you want to do, and your attitude is more excited. You can use your mental energy to come up with new ideas and work on smaller projects, but you may lose interest in things fast. So make sure you keep your focus and see things through to the end if you want to avoid a lot of unfinished projects. This is a good time if you're a writer, speaker, or teacher, or even if you are not. You can find yourself writing more, speaking more, and teaching more, okay? All right, we're halfway through. I do see we've got a caller on the line with the hand up, and I am going to get to you as soon as the horoscopes are over for 
Mercury entering Scorpio. Thank you for your patience. I'm looking forward to talking to you. For Libra, Mercury is coming out of your sign, finally. It was in there so long due to the Mercury retrograde, and so finally you get you know, relief from it being in that particular area, and it's going on to your second house, okay? So, dear Libra, your mental energy is going to slow way down because Mercury is finally out of your sign. So all that fast-thinking, quick mental energy is going to leave that first house of yourself, your identity, and... um going into your second house of personal finances and personal values, okay? You can take your time coming up with ideas. The second house is a Taurus-ruled house, Venus-ruled, and Taurus is a fixed sign. It's going to be a fixed energy, so it's going to be a good energy for coming up with ideas, making decisions, and to say, Okay, you don't want to be pushed with anything mentally, and you can be a little stubborn at times. But when you do make decisions, you believe in them strongly and stick by them no matter what. You can also work on financial plans and budgets, gathering financial information and advice, and come up with financial ideas um, to improve your financial health, Okay. Your mind is going to benefit your money while Mercury's in Scorpio, dear Libra. That's the point, all right? So use that thing. Scorpio, Mercury enters your sign next week, and your mental energy surges. Just like when it's leaving Libra, the energy slows down significantly. Mercury entering your sign is speeding it up significantly, surging. And you want to be open with your ideas, opinions, and knowledge. You no longer want to hold everything inside of you like you did when Mercury was going through your 12th house. Now that it's going through your first, you feel like letting it all out. You can be interested in lots of different things, and you take up lots of new projects and commit to many but may not see them all through, so work on your commitment. You can learn something new, teach something to someone else, and be more engaging can be a good time for dealing with technology, okay? Sagittarius, Mercury entering Scorpio, the sign before yours means that it's going to be going through your 12th house, okay? Your 12th house of respite, spirituality, kind of time to yourself, chilling out. Um, You don't want to share anything with anyone. That's the the communications in the kind of hidden house of the 12th house. Um, So you're not going to want to share anything with anyone. You're going to want to keep a lot to yourself. Um, and, and, And someone may even entrust you with a secret or two, okay, because you're going to be giving off that energy in Mercury in the Scorpio sign, which is a sign of secrets as well, and in a hit, your hidden house, 12th house. So you can have greater imagination and you can find yourself lost in daydreams and fantasy often, having a hard time focusing on the mundane details and facts. It's a great time 
for creative writing, but not so much for regular work and tasks, okay? Twelfth house is opposite the work and task-related sixth house, so it's the very opposite of that. It's where imagination lies, creativity, uh, a certain um, imaginative creativity that, that is related to spirituality, Okay. All right, Capricorn, um, for you, Mercury entering Scorpio means that you can now think outside of the box, do things in a new way. It's going through your 11th house, natally speaking, and you can come up with wild ideas. You're willing to entertain unusual solutions to problems that you normally wouldn't but feel could work this time. You can think more about your future and what you want to achieve. You had a you have a wider view of things now and are a lot more objective. You can be looked at as an expert for now and people come to you to get your expertise. You can share the breadth of knowledge that you have and enjoy connecting with others intellectually. Go Capricorn, eleventh house transit with Mercury going through Scorpio. For Aquarius you're going to be focusing on your goals, 10th house, all the way, Aquarius, and ambitions, coming up with long-term plans and strategies to achieve them and working hard for what you want to achieve or smart. Aquarius probably is definitely going to be working smarter instead of harder. You can be practical with your approach, and you want to make sure you're looking at the big picture and being realistic about what you can do and achieve. You can come up with new goals, work on the ones you have, and think about your ambitions and drive. You have a little patience for dealing with things that aren't completely necessary right now. Lastly, but never least, dear Pisces, Mercury enters your fellow water sign Scorpio, and you can come up with big ideas as well. You can also look at the brighter, excuse me, side of situations and talk big. You enjoy expanding your mind. Sounds like it's going through your ninth house, Pisces. Good for you. Should be a very familiar and enjoyable energy for you, Pisces. You enjoy expanding your mind and learning something new, sharing your experiences with others and having a grand time. You don't want to take anything too seriously, feeling that life is serious enough, and you want to look at the bright side. You can come up with big ideas but not do much with them and feel really good mentally but not use the energy too much. Don't give in to mental laziness and do something, dear Pisces with the abundance of mental energy, Mercury going through a fellow water sign, okay? All right, let me check back in on the switchboard. Caller from 928781, you're live on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. Hi. You there? Hi. Yes, hi. What's your name? Uh, This is Sophina. Sophia? Oh, Elfina. Alfina, yes, I was wondering about you. I emailed you. I don't want to discuss too much of your personal info on the air, but I did attempt to contact you, and I guess we just, um, the email said it didn't go through and all that stuff. So, um, But I have oh. your number recorded recorded here again, 928 with the 781. Yes. What I'm definitely, I'll, whatever you wanted to ask me about, it would be fine here on the air. But if I had some things I wanted to talk to you about based on our last conversation okay. and I just didn't have 
the the email just bounced back to me when I sent it. But how are things going? Did you have a question you wanted to share on air, or did you want me to just contact you after? Uh, I guess you can contact me after. Okay, perfect. But I'm in a I... window. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thank you so much for listening again, and I'm looking forward to talking to you. Peace, Alfina. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right. Yes, Alfina called in last week. She added some wonderful content to the show. I was working on some stuff for her after, and I'm telling y'all, thank God we are out of the Mercury retrograde shadow phase. I mean, it's stationed direct, um, was it early October? But finally, um, October 24th, it got out of that darn shadow, and we are... We are free to think and move about the country, travel and reason without such interesting interference. We're going to leave it at that for now. All right, y'all. We just had started the this week off with uh, Venus conjuncting Jupiter. In the week ahead, November the 2nd, Venus conjuncts Mars, the very lover's um, one pair of the lovers. You got the sun and the moon. You got Venus and Mars. And you got, I say, Jupiter and Saturn. So here you go, Venus conjuncting Mars for the second time this year. Venus retrograde conjuncted Mars on September the 1st this year at 14 degrees Leo. Venus direct is about to conjunct Mars here on November the 2nd at 24 degrees Virgo, okay? Um, They're not going to come together and kiss again for quite a while. Actually, um, it's the closest conjunction they're going to have until October the 5th of 2017. So like I said, when these what I refer to as rare planetary alignments happen when they're not going to happen again for a while. I say get in on it. And we say, what do you mean by that, Mama Dada? Get in on it. I mean, you. I'm telling you now, next Monday, November the 2nd, at 7.10 p.m. Central Standard Time, Venus is going to line up exactly with Mars for the last time for over a year from now, you might want to either intend to be occupying that space in time with a favorable activity or not, <laughs> especially leading up to it. I mean, I'm telling y'all, Venus, uh, Venus conjunct Jupiter this past Sunday? You couldn't tell me nothing. You couldn't bring me down. You could not hamper my energy even if you try, somehow it just created in me energetically this magical passion to harmonize and neutralize any opposing force coming to me. And I had been so I had been aware of it in such a significant amount of time before it came that it just like the moon is waxing and getting stronger and bigger. And just like I said, when these transits are exact, it's almost like they're doing the same thing, waxing stronger and getting bigger until they hit exact. 
and and I just been flowing right along with it. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to uh, Venus conjunct Mars. I'm about to tell y'all a little bit more about it, so y'all can see why exactly you should be looking forward to it too. It's not just about sex. It's definitely about the sexual energy, vital life force energy, passion, love, all that. Let me get into it here. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Um, Kind of a fixing energy, you know, sun and the moon when there's a new moon. Here you go, got Venus and Mars when Jupiter and Saturn rarely line up. It's kind of a fixing energy, uh, whatever it is, it is that need that needs fixing, uh, <laughs> a, a, a drive or a passion or a surgence of energy com- combined with love and money. It's just not really too many ways <laughs> that I can see that having you know negative implications unless you're just not in an energetic and emotional position to. Ex- it, okay, that's the only way you can miss out on an energy like this, especially with Jupiter sitting right there, expanding whatever Venus and Mars is touching for you. Jupiter is right there with it in Virgo, expanding it, okay? So please don't miss out on this by being in denial, okay? Um The Jupiter, Venus, Mars is all kind of creating this stability in our lives. Like I say, fixing whatever needs to be fixed and discarding everything. Uh, Venus, Mars alignment is going to unlock something for us to give us a sign that we've done our best and now and, and signal a time to move on. Trust me, if you can't make it happen when Venus and Mars is lined up with Jupiter, you got to let that go. It's time to move on. You've done your best. If you've truly done your best and, and, and it don't line up when Venus and Mars hook up, you're going to have to let that go, sweetheart. you have to let it go. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, acceptance. Accept whatever the situation is. Quit trying after this point. Quit trying to fix it. All the fixing, all the fixing energy has been in the sky for a minute now. Okay. Um, the sooner you accept it for whatever it is, the sooner you can have some resolution in your life, one way or the other. Okay. Venus conjunct Mars definitely speaks to an increase in our desire for intimate relations that does not necessarily equal sex all the time. Intimate relations, intimacy, closeness, connectedness um, will be driven by an intense need for sexual satisfaction, and we can become very direct. And with Jupiter there, Exaggerated and expansive and going over over board, okay. Um, in our search for a mating partner, um, there's a primal urge to reproduce, and um, 
it's it's not so raw and aggressive as to make others feel uncomfortable, but it, it's definitely there. Um, our more tender and sensual sides dominate. Um, it, it This energy increases our chance of finding romance. So if you're single at this time, mingle your buns off <laughs> around leading up to, for certain, leading up to... Uh, Monday night. Monday night, after you get off work, make sure when the clock strikes 17 that you're wherever you want to be to enjoy the most out of this alignment, okay? Um, This energy also complements our raw passion and sex appeal to make us highly attractive to our partner or potential partners. Um. It increases our charisma and popularity, making socializing more enjoyable and exciting. Um, It's an ideal time for romance and for making new friends. Uh, We are going to find satisfaction in creative activities. That's why I say it's not all about the actual act of sex because, yes, sex is a creative activity, but there are other creative activities that we will find satisfaction in um, during this time. Uh, Also, for any uh, works of art that we may want to start, I don't care if it's a song, a track, um, an actual, you know, on a canvas or whatever the modality for expressing your um, artwork is, it's a great time for that, sculpture, dance. Um, combining the physical and the emotional um, in in endeavors such as that are going to be highly favorable during this time, okay? Um, Even if it's routine work during this time, it'll be more enjoyable, okay, because you got the drive and the creative urge to uh, make things look better or work better. And it's a divinely excellent time to host a celebration or a party, okay? Um, A celebrity that was born with this alignment in her chart is Shaka Khan, okay? That's just an interesting tidbit I found out. And for a handful of you guys, I got horoscopes, okay? Give me one quick second and I will get those to y'all. One quick second. Sorry, y'all. I'm I'm doing 85 things at once as usual. Okay, so we're going to start it off with Taurus. Now, this is happening in the third deacon, the 24 degrees of Virgo. Mars and Venus are lining up, 24 degrees. That's the third deacon because it's between 20 degrees and 29 degrees. Just like the first deacon is between 0 and 9, the second is between 10 and 19, The third deacon is between 20 and 29 degrees. And Venus and Mars are lined up there. So for certain people, 24 degrees in their chart of of, um, Virgo is going to be affecting them directly. Starting out with my deacon three Tauruses. Those who have sun in those degrees were born between May 11th through May 20th. You may have your ascendant there or another personal point or planet of significance there. If so, listen up, Deacon Three Taurus. Venus conjuncting Mars for you. I want y'all to be looking out 
for this energy as early as October 28th. That is today, all the way leading up until next Monday night. Is that clear? All the way actually through that that second uh, up until the 7th. I want you all to be looking for it in that span, October 28th to November 7th. The energy of Venus conjunct Mars for Deacon 3 Taurus specifically is by far the best time of the month. Driven by an intense need for sexual satisfaction, you can become very direct in your search for a mating partner. This primal urge to reproduce is not so raw and aggressive as to make others feel uncomfortable, okay? Dear Deacon 3 Taurus, that's all you. Deacon 3 Geminis, those with the sun between June um, uh those born between June 11th and the 20th or have um, ascendant sign or any other particular planet or point of significance in the third deacon of Gemini. For you, the Venus-Mars conjunction ranging in intensity between today, October 28th, to November 7th is going to increase your desire for intimate relations. Driven by an intense need, for sexual satisfaction, you can also become very direct in your search for a mating partner. The problem, Deacon 3 Geminis, here is that you are likely to become too direct or assertive, thus scaring away the person you feel most strongly about. You will be more sensitive to any rejection, and this would only increase your level of anger and resentment. Gemini, my precious Deacon 3 Geminis, just the fact that Mercury is your ruler. And, and and by this time, Mercury is still in Libra right now, but in the midst of this October 28th to November 7th transit of Venus conjunct Mars, it's going to switch from Libra, which you probably felt very comfortable and thrived in, into Scorpio, which is very intense, okay? Very intense for a dear Gemini to be navigating through those waters with your Merc- with your ruling planet Mercury being there. That's going to open the door for some intense and strong uh, communication potentially on your part. So please... Beware and watch out for that. Okay, y'all. Sorry about that. I'm being interrupted once again. Please forgive me. All right, you guys. I apologize. It's 555. That must be a a divine message (laughs) about the Scorpio, uh, Mercury and Scorpio, um, because that's exactly what was just going on. So (laughs) I... uh, and what I was going to say, I, I have Gemini rising. Y'all know that by now. It's not in the third decade of Gemini, but I still, you know, look out for these energies, even if it's in, in, in anywhere in the neighborhood. And so I'm talking to y'all from experience about, <clears throat> especially my Geminis, about coming on too strong. Everybody can't handle, you know, the directness and assertiveness and, and, and strong communications. Everybody can't handle it. So just please keep that in mind, um, dear Gemini's Deacon 3. You don't want, like I said, this this, this alignment is just way too beautiful um, for something silly to get in the way, okay? Um, Deacon 3 Cancers, those born between July 13 and 22nd. For you, uh, this is the best time of the month for you as well. Um, 
you're going to be driven by an intense need for sexual satisfaction. You can be very direct in your approach as well. Um, but your your more tender and sensual side is going to dominate and be an asset for you, dear Cancer, um, Deacon 3 Cancer, increasing your chance of finding romance at this time. The primal urge to reproduce is not going to be so raw and aggressive for you that it makes others feel uncomfortable. So good for you, Deacon 3 Cancers. Deacon 3 Virgos, um, it's going to be the best time for you uh, for a uh, for a, I guess the best time in a long time for you, dear Virgo, Deacon Threes, for romance. You're going to be driven by that same intense need for sexual satisfaction. You can be very direct in your search for a mating partner, but like Cancer, your more tender and sensual side is going to dominate, increasing your chance of finding romance at this time. And this complements your raw passion and sex appeal to make you highly attractive to your partner or potential partners. Um, Deacon 3 Scorpios, this time period of Venus conjuncting Mars is going to represent the best stars for love relationships in a very long time for you, okay, dear Deacon 3 Scorpios? You're going to be driven by that same intense need for sexual satisfaction, very direct in your approach in your search for a mating partner. The primal urge to reproduce is not going to be so raw and aggressive to make other people feel uncomfortable. And additionally, your more tender and sensual side is going to dominate, increasing your chances for finding love. Okay, um, Deacon 3 Scorpio. Deacon 3 Sag. Deacon 3 Scorpio, that was anybody born November 12th to 21st. Deacon 3 Sag, anybody born from December 12th to 21st. Venus conjunct Mars for you is going to be actually the most challenging time of the entire month for for you, okay, dear Sag? Um, It's going to greatly increase your desire for intimate relations, and you're going to be driven by the intense need for sexual satisfaction, and you can still be very direct in your search for a mating partner. The problem is going to be that you, like your opposite counterpart, Gemini, can easily become too pushy and too easily frustrated. It would be difficult to have your strong desires for fulfilled unless the other person was equally fired up. Okay, Gemini, Sag, so far it just sounds like it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Have you? I mean, think of the expression too much of a good, <laughs> too much of a good thing. It's a great thing when Venus and Mars line up. But if uh, just watch the expansiveness. I mean, Sag, you're freaking ruled by Jupiter, so it ain't nothing for you to expand and grow and advance ahead of maybe other people's readiness for it. Um, once again, if the person is equally as fired up, great. You got, you know, Venus and Mars lined up on that. It's tight. Uh but if not, then yes, you have to either, I don't know, attract some as equally fired up people to you or understand that if you are too fired up for the people around you, it could rub them the wrong way, okay? All right, Deacon 3 Capricorns, <clears throat> this is going to be the best time of the month for romance for you. It increases your desire for intimate relations. You're driven by that same intense need for sexual satisfaction. You're going to be very di- direct in your search for a mating partner. 
<clears throat> the primal urge to reproduce is not going to be so raw and aggressive that you make others uncomfortable. So, dear Deacon 3 Capricorns, those born between January 11th and 19th, that was for you. Lastly, Deacon 3 Pisces, those born between March 11th and 20th, um, it's actually going to be a challenging part of the month for you, the most challenging. Um, the urge to have fun and to populate the earth <laughs> will be very intense, dear Pisces. The problem is that you are so fired up, <laughs> like Gemini and Sagittarius, that you could explode. Coming on too strong will easily put off potential lovers. You must find constructive or at least safe ways to expand your energy. Okay, Deacon 3 Pisces, exercise would be good, but so would hobbies or other fun activities like theme parks or dining out, if possible. Sex with a willing partner would be ideal to let off some steam. Y'all, I'm so glad they put, um, I got these horoscopes from, um, uh, Astrology King, and I'm so glad they put this range of dates because I am telling y'all, the Venus-Mars alignment done already <laughs> started October 28th to November 7th, okay? And so with that, we move on to the third. The very next day, there's a third quarter moon in Leo. This Any third quarter moon is going to check on uh, the, the challenge, conflict, crisis point, between the full moon we just had and the new moon we're going to have, okay? And so uh, there's a kind of a reaping theme. Now, I say that there's kind of a reaping theme and there's kind of a feeling of completion, especially after the full moon and things have come to light and fruition and, 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 and shown themselves to be what, they're, what they are. And we, you know, make the necessary adjustments. Um, you're, we're kind of letting go right now with the moon getting smaller. Now that it waxed all the way full, it's getting smaller. So we kind of feel with this third quarter moon a sense of completion, okay? Um, uh, we get an opportunity to see how far we've come in various parts of our lives. Um, it's not a new beginning season uh, at the time of this third quarter moon next week, but it's rather a reflective period, okay, more suitable to evaluating how we've been using our time and what has been accomplished. We may um, run into issues of authority, um, and this particular moon phase, third quarter moon phase, supports taking responsibility for actively tying up the loose ends of projects that are already underway, okay? So that's Tuesday, early rising, 624 a.m. Central Standard Time, third quarter moon. Moon in a square or 90-degree angle to the sun. Sun is going to be in Scorpio where it currently is right now. And the moon is going to be in, in Leo 90 degrees away. All right. And then if y'all would like uh, transit reports for these uh, moon phases, don't sleep. I told y'all that a few episodes ago. Do not sleep on the third quarter moons. The first quarter moons, quarter moons are critical. It, it never fails. I'll get a, a, a call or contacted by somebody what about this and this and this is going on, sweetheart? 
when you're at a crisis, we're all at this point, crisis point, third quarter moon, first quarter moon, and you need to take a look at this, that, and the third. And so that it's, 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 it's important enough that people contact me around these times and don't even realize it because they stuck on, oh, it's not a full moon, it's not a new moon, it's no big deal. Okay. I'm here, I'm here to tell you now they're significant. They're just as significant. Don't sleep on them. Tuesday, November the 3rd, this, uh, later on that evening, after the third quarter moon, 7.46 p.m., the moon makes its last aspect before going void on us. Um, it trines Uranus at 7.46 p.m. Central Standard Time. And for that whole next day, pretty much on Wednesday the 4th, it doesn't enter Virgo until 8.22 p.m. Central Standard Time on the 4th. So from 7.46 p.m. that night, um, Tuesday night, all the way, you've got 24 hours and 36 minutes of void action, okay? So take heed to the void void moon guidelines that were uh, given earlier in this show, and I've given them out pretty much every show for a while now, so... All right. Uh, while the moon is in Virgo, we are that. That's the the um, area of space I told y'all about earlier. Rules the sixth house, work and health, daily routines. Um, when the moon is there, we may find ourselves reorganizing, rethinking. It's Virgo's ruled by Mercury as well, so it's got a mental element to it. It also has an earthy element to it. Um, practical uh, activities we gravitate towards under this particular moon. Um, Emotional satisfaction is going to come from creating order out of confusion, helping others, solving problems. Any health matters may come into focus during this time, Um, noticing the smaller parts that make up the whole. Um, We would be more inclined to iron out details so that we can feel confident moving ahead. And so some activities that are generally favored during this time are the ones, you know, tending to the details, anything work-related, service-related, anything relating to our routines and mental pursuits, okay? Now, okay, y'all, that's rounding it out on Wednesday the 4th. That night we get into Virgo. All right, now the 4th. Fifth and six. Um, the Virgo moon is guess what? Joining up, lining up in the early rising sky with the other body planetary bodies that are currently in Virgo. Mars hold on one quick second, y'all. All right, you guys. Sorry about that once again. Uh, while the moon is Virgo, like I, in Virgo, like I said, it's join, it's going to be joining up here next week with Mars, Venus, and Jupiter. So early morning, you should be able to rise early before the light hits, the light of the sun hits, and see the the, um, the waning moon lining up with these. They're going to look like stars, but they're planets, okay? So I'm just putting that out there so y'all can take advantage of the opportunity to see it for yourself. 
I really apologize for all these interruptions, guys. It seems like the universe just knows when I'm on this show. I've already gotten a phone call in the middle of this. It's like I've only been doing this for months now. Y'all should know this is my time. (laughs) But real life is definitely going on all around us. But knowing and recognizing these energies is really a a powerful, like I call it, a, a healing modality and a tool that we can use. I already know what's going on. And then knowing people got the nerve to know people's sun sign and rising sign, I already know what you own. I already know why you bugging. When Venus and Mars lining up in the sky, <laughs> come on, the two lovers lining up with Jupiter alongside them, expanding the stuff, ain't going to happen again for over a year, almost two years. And, and you know, some people are in this mode, like I said earlier, if you ha- are not in a position to accept the truth, especially with the sun in Scorpio right now, and integrate that truth into your life and get out of denial, you're not going to have a very good Venus conjunct Mars, which is a low-down dirty shame because it's a, a beautiful, powerful alignment. That's why it pays to develop our spirituality aside and apart from religion. That's why I love this so much because I don't have to do anything to take full advantage of this except become aware of it. And that is the purpose of this show, to make y'all aware a week in advance of what's ahead, what lies ahead energetically and spiritually. While everybody else running around looking crazy, you already know Mercury then got into an opposition with Uranus, and it's probably real loose by now, but it's still going on. Some people are battling with their minds and, you know, sudden and unexpected changes when they could be working with the energies, integrating those energies instead of fighting them and being in denial about them and getting mad when somebody tells you about them. <laughs> Okay, y'all, we on the track. We on the track with Mama Dada Astrology of mastering our destinies, astrologically speaking, okay? So if y'all come calling me with that old bull, I'm going to tell you, you got to get out of denial. No, I tend not to really just talk to people like that. I show them practically what I see in their charts and what's going on. I let people make their own decisions. I don't want nobody telling me what to do. But if somebody wants to give me some information um, of uh, their expertise, information on what they see scientifically and mathematically, definitely add that to the repertoire and make an even better, more informed, powerful decision. Everybody needs an astrologer. Get an astrologer on your team. (laughs) If for no other reason than to check in once a week for your week, your personal week ahead. I was contacted by a dear sister before the show started. Shout out to Temple of New African Unity and the um, Uhuru Academy. And uh, she was just like, I don't know if I'll be able to listen to the show, but, you know, what's up on that week ahead? And I, I just, I love, I love doing what I do. So I already know how to personalize it, customize it. Everything I'm going through in, a, in the period of this show with y'all I can take that and I can make it personal to each person instead of general based on a sun sign or a rising sign, okay? 
say everybody get an astrologer on your team. You'll be so glad you did. Doesn't mean nothing will ever go, you know, adverse or anything like that, but it's it's some kind of power in knowing instead of guessing and believing and thinking and figuring. is a power in knowing that believing can't fuck with. There's a power in knowing that thinking and assuming it and, and, and guessing ain't got nothing on, okay? And that's what you got with astrology because you, you got that precise mathematics, you got that precise science, and nobody's guessing about anything, and they're telling you about it in advance, a week in advance, a month in advance, a year in advance, decades in advance, like a prophet, kind of prophetic. So we're going to keep it um, rolling. We've got here on Thursday, we're almost through the week, y'all, Thursday the 5th, the sun in Scorpio. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but uh, I do have some horoscopes for y'all on this one too. And it's kind of the same horoscope for everybody, but it does affect all the water signs and all the earth signs. If you are Taurus, Cancer, Virgo, Scorpio, Capricorn, or Pisces with your sun, with your rising sign, or any major planet or point, listen up. Sun sextile Scorpio, I'm so sorry, sun sextile Pluto. Uh, the energy is go- of this alignment is going to be felt throughout the entire time the sun's in Scorpio, Okay because the natural ruler of Scorpio is Pluto. And so you're going to be seeing many things that are right to happen and and some stuff that's destined to collapse and fail as well. Pluto is power. It's, it's complete and utter transformation and change. And it's in a mildly favorable position to the sun in Scorpio. Okay, Sun and Scorpio digging up them secrets. Sun and Scorpio's researching and investigating. At the end, what do you think is going to happen after all this deep intimacy sharing and all this stuff? It like it like I say, it's, we're going to be real right the things that happen or some things. Okay, be be ready for both. It's all good. Pluto guarantees that whatever dies will be reborn. Pluto guarantees that the no, you ain't never gonna be no caterpillar no more. But you're gonna love being a butterfly. Let me tell you. So that's what this Pluto energy is doing, along with this Sun and Scorpio energy. Um, Sun and Scorpio is about trust. It has a lot to do with trusting people, and um, a lot of relationships we're in are untrustworthy. Whether we're the untrustworthy person or the other one. A lot of people want a one-way relationship. Um, uh, they want to pursue a life of taking and never giving anything. Um, and, of course, those people are completely and totally unreliable and untrustworthy themselves. Um, but there's definitely going to be some relationships that you're unsure about until destined karmic moments, such as this sun, Pluto, sextile um occur when the truth is revealed, okay? You're going to realize just how trustworthy, the, uh, you know, these people we're in relationship with are or how rotten to the core they are. 
you know, it. when you go deep enough, you don't know what you're going to find. But these are some, this is a an alignment coming up here with Sun Sextile Pluto where it's probably going to be a real pivotal karmic event occur, okay, in, in one or some of your relationships. Uh, while the sun's in Scorpio, we're going to be connecting with all kinds of people, and life is just going to simply show us really clearly who we can trust and who is simply doing all the darn taking and none of the blasted giving, okay? So for all of my Deacon 2s, this alignment is occurring in the 13th degree of Scorpio for the sun and the 13th degree of Capricorn for Pluto. So those in that second Deacon from 10 degrees to 19 degrees of any water sign or any earth sign. Earth, Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, water, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. This is for you. Ranging from November the 4th to the 7th, Sun Sextile Pluto for you all is going to increase all that I just mentioned. Increase your need to succeed. Okay? You're going to feel more determined and purposeful than usual to achieve your goals. Any obsessive or compulsive tendencies you have can actually be harnessed to get a difficult task done. Now, I just got through talking to you all about trust and people just taking karmic you know, uh, things happening or occurring around this time. So, something motivating you to get a difficult task done that could be considered an obsessive or a compulsive tendency may be sparked by a situation or a circumstance where the lights finally come on because you, you've dug deep enough with this sun in Scorpio, and now something's got to change. It's a divine opportunity with this, that sextile to to make the change. So whatever's going on between November the 4th through the 7th of next week that motivates you to change, go with it. Go with it. I just got through talking to y'all about acceptance and, and, and getting out of denial and letting go. Sun, sextile, Pluto going to backdoor that. We already had it kind of introduced to us with this Taurus full moon, the light of and the illumination of things that needed to be shed or whatever needed to be done with it just happened with the October 27th full moon, Okay. Then I just got through talking to y'all about the Venus-Mars conjunction and how you don't want to miss out on that and behind some stuff you can't accept and let go of. Sun, sextile Pluto, next Thursday, 10.01 p.m. Central Standard Time. Just look out, and you can't say you haven't been forewarned and forearmed with the knowledge. All right, I'm not going to dwell on it. You can go back and listen to this in the archives if you need a repeater. <laughs> Friday the 6th, uh, Mercury is going to be trining Neptune. With that same Mercury that earlier in the week went into Scorpio from Libra, it's going to be at 7 degrees Scorpio. It moves pretty fast. It's going to be in the most favorable aspect to Neptune and Pisces, okay? Um 
I don't know how I skipped that. I don't have I don't have any interpretation for y'all on that one. Yes, I do. Give me two seconds. <laughs> but what I do have that that was the the last um, main transit. Um, after that, um, uh, Friday the sixth on Saturday the seventh, six forty seven a.m. Central Standard Time. You're gonna wake up with the moon in void, of course, but it's not gonna be for that long. Unlike twenty four hours earlier in the week and all that madness. The moon conjuncting Venus sends us into void, of course, on the 7th at 6.47 a.m. Central Standard Time for only 2 hours and 27 minutes. Um, Just uh, 2 hours and 27 minutes later at 9.14 a.m. Central Standard Time, the moon enters Libra, and that's how we end off the week, Saturday. We end off the week with the moon being in lovely, relationship-oriented, balancing, harmonizing, diplomatic Libra. So that is definitely a good thing. And I'm not going to leave y'all hanging with the Mercury trying Neptune because it sounds so sweet. Neptune, I've spoke on that even as recently as last week. It's the unconditional love. It's the spirituality. It's that same 12th house I was talking about earlier in the horoscope. Um, and I won't have all the horoscopes for y'all for that which I love to have for y'all. So if anyone, uh, if your ruling planet is Mercury, if you're a Virgo or a Gemini rising, or if you're a Pisces rising, then you will be the most affected, likely, depending on the degrees, um, by this transit, okay? Mercury trying Neptune is going to stimulate our creativity, our imagination, our sensitivity, and once again, our favorite 12th house Neptune word, our sensu- uh, spirituality. Um, it's not going to be the best time. We got uh, the planet of thinking and rationalizing and reasoning and communicating, although in a favorable aspect, in a favorable aspect to such a uh, an energy like Neptune that softens whatever it touches and it kind of uh, merges with whatever it touches. So, you know, our thinking could be a little delusional, a little imaginative, creative. So as far as like reading the fine print here on um, this alignment is exact at 7.39 a.m. Central Standard Time, Mercury, trine Neptune, um, Friday of next week. So, yeah. That's first thing in the morning on Friday. If you're going to the office that day, just let that be your easy day for the week. Do all your heavy, you know, reporting and all the stuff you have to be exact and accurate on earlier in the week because reading the fine print, studying facts is not going to be our strong suit when Mercury trines Neptune. It's going to be all too easy, the easiest, for our mind to be ready to dream up fantasies or obscure theories. Um, Our increased sensitivity to vibrational energy is going to make this a great time for working on anything involving harmony, like poetry, music, dance. Drama would also benefit from our closer interrelatedness with others or our increased empathy, which is also a characteristic of this transit. Um, All of our communication skills is going to benefit from an energy of non-threatening, you know, energy, caring, like I said, a softening influence, 
that softening influence is happening on our communication. Neptune is definitely influencing and impacting Mercury. People are going to want to listen to us, especially in person, because of a sensual kind of softening vibe happening to us, even physically uh, having that energetic effect on us. Especially Mercury is involved, and it's going to be affecting our thoughts, and our perception is everything. If we just perceive somebody to be, you know, more a little more sensual and a little more attractive, hey, <laughs> could work in our favor here. Um, all of our senses are going to be fine-tuned so that we can communicate effectively at um, even the nonverbal level through gestures, our eyes telepathically. That's what I'm saying. Neptune is going to be influencing the crap out of our ability uh, to maneuver communication-wise. Any psychic abilities that you already may have will be enhanced and our intuition will be strong and accurate. This is going to be a good time for reading about subjects where we don't have to remember endless facts and small details. Like studying for school is not going to be, you know, the easiest under this influence. Um, but this transit is going to help us see and feel the bigger picture, then convey it in an attractive and simple terms to others. It's affecting our communication in the best ways, hopefully, and not the <laughs> low-end ways like lying and being delusional and, you know, uh, the confinement of it all. So we can spread the word about abstract theories, politics, or religion really easily during this time. And James Earl Jones was born with this configuration. Yeah, so other than that, y'all, oh, yeah, I'm rounding out the week with uh, the moon being in in Libra. Uh, We end... The week, Saturday, rising, 9.14 a.m. Central Standard Time. The moon's going to be in Libra, being in void, of course, for two hours and 27 minutes before then. So under the Libra moon, well, we had a Virgo moon going on, and we wanted to organize stuff and get tidy, and it's the mental processes going on. But with it being in Libra, at the end of the week, we'd rather... uh, create order through our pleasing interactions with others and the aesthetics in our environment. Uh, We're going to want to solve things through diplomacy. There's Saturday, starting at 9.14 a.m. We're going to, uh, Central Standard Time, we're going to be more apt to put things aside, um, our own emotions, in order to achieve peace that we're going to crave. We're going to be emotionally satisfied with the moon in Libra by peace. We're going to be satisfied with that. The tendency is going to be to avoid direct confrontations during this time. We're going to have we're going to have tendencies toward that Libra indecisiveness. Decisions are not necessarily going to come easily to us on Saturday. Don't be, uh, you know, that may not be the best day to go car shopping and try to negotiate and all that stuff. Um, but then again, it could be the perfect day. So you should n- look inside your particular personal natal chart or get with an astrologer who can if you have questions on it. Um, you're going to be able to see both sides to any given situation under a Libra moon. And so that's going to be the main reason for any hesitation. You're not 
going to want to lose the approval of another. So um, some favorable activities to do while the moon is in Libra. Anything centered around all those things that we're going to be emotionally craving, like um, peace, diplomacy, and harmony. So any relationship and partnership issues, any activities involving teamwork and cooperation, any activities that involve self-examination and activities related to beauty. Get your herd in on Saturday. You'll be right in the in the vein of the energy. <laughs> okay, that's what I have for y'all this week. Um, nobody else had their hand up, although I do see my lovely faithful listeners all lined up in the queue. I love y'all. I, even if I'm two hours later with a special broadcast, I, I do whatever I can do not to leave y'all hanging from week to week. So do what you can to spread the love. Hit me up on Mama Daughter Astrology Facebook, um, Instagram, you know, repost, share, regram. Um, I'm on Twitter at Mama Dada Astro, you know, retweet and all that stuff. And it just it it spreads the word about the the um this powerful tool and healing modality that's available that a lot of people think is demonic that a lot of people think will send them to hell. And as it turns out, it's just quite a powerful, positive um, tool and healing modality that is changing the world one person at a time as, you know, we're all waking up from this really interesting dream. (laughs) So um, I did see somebody put up their hand real quick. Let me check in with the caller from 402-297. You're live on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. Sorry. There you Hello. Go. Yes, Hi, my name please. is Ku- my, Thank you for having my call. And my name is Kuulilani. Question was my birthday is February tenth and I was born at nine PM in Honolulu, Hawaii. And I was wondering what is really amplified this week for me based on my birthday that I should okay. focus in on to try to smooth it out because I mm-hmm. you know, I was listening I was Trying to listen as good as I could with considering all the children I got running around. But I, I heard what you're saying, and thank you for all that information. I appreciate it. It's my divine pleasure to share it with you. Um, say your name for me one more time. My name is Ku'u Leilani. Ku'u Leilani. I love that. Yes. Um, I have got Alfina in the queue to call after the show. I'm going to put you right after her because if you're actually giving me birth time, uh, you know for a fact you were born at 9 p.m.? Yes, ma'am. Okay, okay. And what you see. And so, go ahead. I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. I was born in Waikiki when there was a hospital. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. And so um, I have what I need to get you some pretty specific uh, answers to your questions, and I'll be more than happy to do that. Um, so I'll contact you after Alfina, and, and yeah, I'm, I don't doubt, just like with every other consult that I have, that you'll walk away armed with uh, knowledge you didn't have before that will really empower you to make some powerful decisions as the week goes on for next week because with stuff like Venus lining up with Mars and Mercury entering Scorpio, this we're walking into a powerful time, and I'm so honored to be here with people like you who, who just want to know so they can do better. When you know better, you can do better. 
And so, yes, I will talk to you here really soon. And thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, y'all, we're going to wrap it up so I can get with Alfina and Ku'u Leilani. Wow. Uh, Actually, I've got another caller here, so I definitely want to let y'all... Uh-oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because I did not want to mess this up. Hold on, y'all. Okay, is this Ku'u? Yes. Okay, just making sure I got the right number to call you on. Sorry about that. Okay, and then I'm going to pick up this other line. I'm relying on the pen and paper system, y'all, because when I try to leave it on the computer, mighty race on me. All right, call it from 954921. You're live on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. Thank you. I'm enjoying your show. Uh, my birthday is 12-8. I'm a Sag with Gemini Rising. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'm trying to resolve some financial issues this week, and it's been very complicated and complex, and I really need um, to know if you see this working out um, this week for me and things settling down. It's been pretty chaotic. There's been a lot of chaotic energy going on. Like I said earlier in the show, Mercury finally got out of the shadow phase. Pluto's finally stationed direct. Saturn is... um, you know, into new territory now. And so a lot of things with a lot of people are going to be opening up. But, yes, we certainly can get into some specifics with you. And I can reach you at this same 954 number. Yes. When would you be calling me back? Likely it would be today after I get off the line with Alfina and Ku'u. But um, it could be tomorrow. But likely it will be tonight. So. Okay, I'm hopefully I'll, I'll hear from you tonight. I won't miss your call. Yes. Or I don't have a problem with that. Okay. I enjoy and let uh, me, uh Go ahead. I just wanted to say I enjoy all the specifics that you gave out for each sign and everything. You were very um, accurate, very good. Wondering yes, what was going on um, because I thought once Mercury went direct, things were going to start being a little more level. But they, they started to go out, out well, and then they started getting chaotic again. It's like in every respect. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to look in your chart. What's your name? Uh, my name is Mary. Mary. Okay, Mary, yes. I cannot wait to uh, let you know what I see. I have uh, Gemini on, on my ascendant as well. So okay, we're so both, I heard you say our charts that. are, yeah, our charts your are ruled by Mercury. What is your sun sign? It's Sag as well. No <laughs> kidding. And your moon? Sag. Oh, well, I got a Taurus moon. It's probably going to keep my feet on the ground. And Mercury and <laughs> Capricorn. Yes, I I relish in my earth energy in my chart because it's few and far between also, but a lot in um, common. <laughs> we have a lot in common, and that's I'm that's why I say I'm very interested to look in your chart and tell you what I see, especially as it pertains to money and that Taurus moon. We just had a full moon in Taurus, so you oh, should be. Tell me. You, you're, we're still in the energy where you can, if you haven't already, um, you know, capitalize on the powerful, potent energy that you still can. So I will go ahead and end the show, get with Alfina and Ku, and I, I'm hoping to have time for you as well. But if I go ahead and um, end the show, I probably do. Great. So Thank I you will very talk much. to you I'll soon, see. Mary. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye.
Thank you. Bye-bye. Peace. All right, y'all. Love y'all. I got some calls to make. We it, we did it again. I will, I will chat with y'all soon next week. Hit me up on social media or the email address at my astrology coach, and I will talk to y'all next time. Peace and love.